oftentimes we are taught to just keep doing and doing and doing and efforting and efforting and efforting. And the universe, the divine does not require that from us. Every time we go after a new desire, a new goal, a new growth opportunity, there is going to be a gap if we're choosing our biggest desires, our biggest goals, our biggest opportunities. There's going to be a gap between where you are and that that destination, that goal, that desire being met. There's going to be steps that you know how to take within that gap. And then there's going to be steps that you have absolutely no idea how it's going to work. Welcome to the Space for Magic podcast, where people who are led by their hearts come to learn the secrets to receiving all the gifts the universe has for us. I'm your host, Patty Lennon. I'm an ex-type A corporate banker turned intuitive coach. Using a blend of common sense, brain science, and just a dash of magic, I am here to help you create abundance in every area of your life and business. Welcome. Hey there, welcome to this episode of the Space for Magic podcast. I'm your host, Patty Lennon, and oh my goodness, today is the first episode in the fifth year of this podcast. So this is number one in year five. Can you believe it? I can't. I really can't. Time has flown. That is what I will tell you. So today we're going to be talking about a topic that really, if it embodies you know, probably the, the, um, turning point that I see most people make when they really understand this concept, this is what breaks open the magic for them. And reasonably it is the, probably the most challenging part of the receiving method, which is what, you know, I teach in the receiving school. It's what all of this is based on. It's what, you know, I talk about in the book the book. Let me hold it up. So if you're watching this on video, I'm holding up an image of the book. But if you're listening to this, like most people on the podcast, it is the Make Space for Magic book, which if you have not gotten a copy yet, I highly recommend it. It's been so cool lately. There's something happening in the universe right now where something in the book is just hitting a note that it has not hit before because I am hearing story after story of people saying that this book found them exactly when they needed it, which was right now. So I, you know, if you're needing something, if you're needing a little spark of magic, a spark of possibility, a spark of God, something's got to change and I need help figuring out what that is, then, you know, there is a good chance that something in Make Space for Magic is going to be able to help you. So if you go to pattylennoncom forward slash make space for magic, you can get the link to where it's sold. It's sold in every major retailer, Amazon, Barnes and Noble, or um, if it's your independent bookstore, the link to bookshop is there, or certainly ask your local bookstore to sign it. And speaking of which, you know, if you've read it or you want to read it and you're getting it at your local bookstore, let me know if you want me to bring a book signing, a book event to the bookstore. If that book owner, the bookstore owner wants me to just 
email our team support at pattylennon.com and we will do our best to add it to the book tour that's going to start this year, but the end of this year, but majority of the dates will be next year. So today, what we're going to be talking about is the fifth rule of receiving. And when I say rules, I'm just talking about, you know, parameters tenants of the receiving method. So the fifth rule is do your 100%. What does that mean? Well, it means that oftentimes we are taught to just keep doing and doing and doing and efforting and efforting and efforting. And the universe, the divine does not require that from us. Every time we go after a new desire, a new goal, a new growth opportunity, There is going to be a gap if we're choosing our biggest desires, our biggest goals, our biggest opportunities. There's going to be a gap between where you are and that that destination, that goal, that desire being met. There's going to be steps that you know how to take within that gap. And then there's going to be steps that you have absolutely no idea how it's going to work. For instance, back when we had a huge amount of debt, as I started to get the ball rolling, you know, reducing recurring expenses and looking at, you know, ways that we were spending in unconscious ways. I'll give you one of them was, and Target, I love you. I love you, Target. No shade against you, but you do an excellent job of getting me to buy stuff I don't need. <laughs> so I found that our Target bill each month was $400. And I didn't know exactly what was going into that amount. And I said, you know what? I don't have the bandwidth to go through my target invoices and categorize everything to figure out what we're spending money on. I'm just going to stop going to target. Now I knew there was stuff I was getting at target that I'd have to get elsewhere. Like we, I tended to get my paper goods there. I tended to get our cereals and stuff like that, that were groceries. So I knew we would end up, our grocery bill would end up going up, but I also knew there was some invisible magical force in Target that got me to hand over money. And probably the best thing for me to do was just not step foot inside the store. Again, I go to Target regularly now, but this is when I was you know, working on our debt. And so I just stopped going to Target. And then I tracked our grocery and our pharmacy like in the States where I live, you know, Rite Aid and Walgreens are two places we go to. So they were potentially places I might also be getting some of the stuff I get at Target. And what ended up happening was, I think those bills went up like $100 or $150. But then there was $250 that wasn't, you know, didn't get spent anywhere else, which means there was about $250 if I'm doing the math right, yeah, $250 that was just going out the door that really wasn't adding to our life in any substantial way because we didn't miss it. It wasn't, you know, we didn't see it not being there. So those types of actions were actions I could take to get out of debt. I had a business, so I was working as hard as I could to make money, but, you know, there's not a lot of control when you're in, you know, when you have a business, you can do a whole bunch of things and and keep doing and testing. And eventually they work. So long-term they would work, but I couldn't control it in like a month to month basis at that way. And at the time my husband was out of work. So we had, you know, we had limited income coming in through him, 
and he was doing his best to find a job. So we could take certain actions, but how we were going to pay down $100,000 in debt was really, there was definitely a gap between the actions we could take and what was going to get us to that destination. And so I did what I could. And here's where the 100% rule comes into place. You write out your plan, you write down the steps you know you can take. And then when you've hit the wall of what you can do, both reasonably, physically, mentally, energetically, that is where you let go. And that's where you allow the universe to show you its help. So in our case, one of the major helpers in that process was getting loans from two relatives. And I've told that story before. I tell it in the book in much more detail. I'm not going to get into it, but I'll just say it never occurred to me. It was that relative that actually initiated that conversation. It never even occurred to me to ask for that help. That's where the universe helped, right? That's part of what the universe did. It created, the universe created that solution that I wouldn't have known to go after, right? So that's one example of the 100%, but we could have 100% moments throughout our day that don't involve like us working against some big plan to solve some big you know, challenge or reach some big goal. Every day, there are points in time where we have done our 100% and it is time for us to let go. But what happens is that because we grew up believing that we need to make things happen, we need to hustle, you know, if something's not working, try, try again, right? And to a certain extent, that is valuable mindset, that's valuable work ethic, whatever word you want to call for it. But there is points where we really need some magic in the universe and If we do not let go, if we do not energetically let go, the universe can't help us because basically what we're saying is, I do it myself. There was a video that went around that went viral for a while and it was this little girl trying to get herself into her own car seat and get the the seatbelt plugged in and she just kept saying, I do it myself, I do it myself. And that's the energy we're putting out when we're trying, trying, trying and we don't let go and we don't leave space for the universe to help us. So what's the alternative? Well, especially when we feel like we need this thing to happen, right? Certainly for us with the debt, it it was something that I needed to resolve. It was frightening. It kept me up at night, all those things. You know, when we feel pushed to make sure that we're doing, doing, doing whatever we can, how do we know when we've hit our 100%, right? And this is the big question that I get in the Magic Lounge, in our membership, as people engage their lives from this space for magic approach, from with the receiving method, they will come to points in time where something isn't working and they feel like they need help from the universe. And so they conclude, well, maybe it's time for me to let go, but how do I know when I've done enough? How do I know when I've like participated and co-created and held up my end of the co-creation bargain? And there's a few ways that you can know, but the most common way that I offer to people is if when you're taking action, it feels like you're pushing a boulder up a hill, or you even begin to think about taking an action towards that desire or that goal, 
it feels like you're pushing a boulder up a hill. And this is comes from the Sisyphus myth, right? Where Sisyphus put, had to push a boulder up the hill. And then, but then when it would get to the top, it just rolled back down. And so it was this never ending engagement. And that's what happens when you're engaging that energy, that pushing the boulder up the hill is just no there's part of the lesson that you need to learn in this part of your life is how to let go. And the universe can't meet you with your desired end goal, with your solutions, if you're still in a process of not engaging that force from the universe, of not acknowledging that there is a loving force that is willing to support you. You won't have those needs met in the same way as you would when you let go. That can be scary because. What if the experience you've had over your lifetime has left you to believe that the universe isn't a loving universe, right? And we have that show up in the magic lounge from time to time where someone said this, this, and this happens. Can you help me make sense of it? And of course, I will in those unique situations. And there is always a different take on it. But what you need to understand is that that belief that the universe is not a loving universe isn't actually a reflection on the universe or the divine. That's actually a reflection on the adult caretakers that were in your life when you were young. What I mean by that is your needs weren't always met. And so you develop theories on why that is. And typically one of those theories comes down to a worthiness, a lovability, or something related to that. Now, we don't have to get deep into that. I mean, that that's a piece that I cover in the book because that's rule number two, receiving yourself fully. And, and we talk about how that works. What you need to understand for the purpose of this podcast, for what we're talking about is just understand that feeling that the universe might not show up for you, that the divine might not show up for you. That's an old wound and it's just not true. And right now in this moment, I really strongly encourage you to decide do you believe we are in a benevolent universe? Do you believe the divine is benevolent or not? If you don't, and that is your freedom of choice, then probably what I'm offering is going to feel extremely scary, if not traumatic. And I don't wish that for you. But if you truly believe that the divine, that the universe is benevolent, then just understand that thought that the universe, the divine, that magic might not show up for you is just an old wound. And if you follow this process of doing your 100%, magic will happen. So what does that look like? And so typically what I find it looks like is having a desire, having a goal that you acknowledge. And if you're really not sure what your part is and what your part isn't, then writing down a step-by-step on how you're going to get to that goal, how that desire is going to be realized. Even if it's something as outrageous as you know, I am going to be the, like, I'm going to space, right? Or I am going to solve hunger in my community, or I am going to make a billion dollars or whatever feels like an outrageous goal, right? The thing is, you want to make sure it's a deep desire from your soul. Picking an ego goal isn't going to work. So what's a deep desire in your soul? A deep desire in my soul, I'll give you that I have to re-engage this process on a regular basis, is that my children lead themselves into their adulthood, that they experience adulthood when they reach it in a fully actualized, you know, happy, if at all possible, joy-filled, 
freedom-oriented way that as they are in adulthood and working their way through this lifetime, that they have a full experience of their life, that they feel free to make choices that are authentic for them, that they know their authentic voice, right? And, And I could go on and on. Now, they are other humans, right? They are not me. So there's only so much I can do. And there's certain things I can do. I can tell them things to share wisdom, which, you know, for the most part, rolls off their, I don't know, rolls off something. I don't think it all lands. Some of it does. I can give them access to resources. I can encourage them, right? But there's a point where I can't do anything further. So if they're, you know, if I see them heading towards something like they want to attend a certain university or they want a certain career, this this is pieces of the puzzle that are just creeping in. I will then, because that could feel really overwhelming for me as a mother, I'll write down every single thing I know to do that can help them so that I can recognize the piece where it's no longer me that can affect change. And I see parents do this all the time is they go way beyond their 100%, right? And you know when that happens because you're like, it's like you're dragging your kid, that dragging that horse to water. You cannot make them drink. Like they're, you can shove it down their throat. But what will start to happen in your relationship with your children is there will be gaps. Like they will talk to you less. You will feel less close to them. You will start to feel separation. And that separation is actually the resistance you're putting into your relationship. You are actually pushing them away by doing more than your 100%. That will happen with every other desire. So let's say you have a deep desire. Let's say you were like me and you have debt, right? And you want to be debt free. So you write down you know, what that looks like, right? You pay off you know, X amount of dollars. In our case, it was well over six figures. And I repeat that a lot on this podcast for one reason, that number, because it is such a ginormous number that when I saw it, it shook me. And my hope is that when you hear me say it over and over again without shame, that if you have your own shame playing with you, that this helps you release it. That is the only reason I keep bringing that up. If you've listened to a lot of podcasts, I've probably talked about it at least 10, 12, 15 times. And I do that just because I want to normalize the experience of that if you have it and it's a big number, you can get out of it. So let's say you have a desire to be debt-free or you have a desire to have a fully funded retirement account or something that's really tangible and there's an exact number or a semi-exact number, you know, a range that you can put to it. And you feel that come from your heart and soul because you need to have that desire for the magic to kick in. The universe does has, feels no obligation to satisfy ego desires. And it, desperately, well, desperately is probably the wrong word, but 100% wants to satisfy your soul desires. And the reason is that your soul desires are there for twofold. One, to help you have the most expanded, joy-filled experience on the planet, right? Being debt-free, having whatever, you know, a kid out in the world that's fully actualized and, you know, having opportunities for yourself to travel or, you know, knowing what your purpose is meant to be, having a business or a career that fulfills you. What are all these things? They increase your joy and your, your pleasure and your, your feeling of value on the planet, let's say. But beyond that, 
Those desires have another more important function for your soul. And that is because in order to catch up to that desire, in order to become the person that has that desire met, you need to change. Your soul ends up evolving in that process. And that soul evolution is really the big game that the universe, that the divine is playing with us. So if you've been listening to me and thinking that I'm saying that the universe is essentially punishing you or punishing me by not meeting our desires because we haven't figured out where our let go point is, our 100% point is, not true at all. Our universe, the divine, actually is waiting for us to take the actions that require courage from us so that our soul can expand in that courage and then also have the courage to trust in a benevolent universe because that also expands our souls. And so the only reason our needs are not being met at any given point in time or that magic is not being brought in at any point in time is because we have not yet experienced the lesson that we need to experience in the engagement of creating that desire or co-creating that desire. Or for lesser extent, that desire being met is not for your highest and best good. So always there's a benevolent reason why the magic hasn't flown in yet. Now, I was talking to someone about this 100% rule and they said, you know, that sounds a little like something you'd say from a point of privilege, like only do basically what feels good, but then when it gets hard, you stop and you wait for the magic to flow in. And I can understand why it sounds like that. So let me clarify. You're going to have to do hard things, right? You're going to have to do hard things. Pushing the boulder up the hill is the experience, but it is not the same of avoiding something that will get you to the promised land of your desire because it feels scary, because it brings up fear. So for example, and I have, I have not had this experience with my children, but since we were talking on the lines of kids, is that You know, I know friends who have had to cut their children off, maybe financially, or they can no longer live at home or whatever it is because they're making that child or that adult child is making choices that basically by giving them money or giving them a place to sleep or whatever it is, is just giving them the room to continue to make those choices, right? When you lovingly set that boundary, I imagine. Nothing has ever felt harder. Nothing has ever felt harder. But that's not a pushing a boulder up a hill. That is just extreme fear. And breaking through and doing those things that scare us, for a lot of, for instance, entrepreneurs, having sales conversations feel incredibly hard and scary, but they're not pushing a boulder up a hill. As opposed to someone who's gotten over that hump and no longer has a soul expansion experience to have in having the courage to have sales calls. Let's say an entrepreneur has gotten over that hump, right? Whatever needs to happen within their soul that they understand they have every right to ask someone for money for their goods or services and that it's standing up for the value of their goods and services. So that soul lesson has been learned. They've expanded okay, now their business took a downturn and they have a cash flow issue and they need to bring $10,000 in and they start making sales calls to bring in sales. 
there's going to be a point in those sales call where that entrepreneur feels like they're pushing a boulder up a hill. And the reason they keep going is because that sales call strategy is the only thing they can personally think of to do to bring in more money. And yet that is the point where they have to say after, if they've made 10 calls or they've made 20 calls that week, whatever their number is that they have to let go and trust that the universe is going to witness their courage and their effort, and then is going to bring in some opportunities other ways. And this has happened to me over and over again in my own business. So if you have a business or you're in a position where your your career income is based on, you know, like where you have flexible income, maybe a lot of your income comes from bonuses or commissions or something like that. It can be scary, especially in the the world environment we're in right now where there's all these messages being fed to us about the uncertainty of the economy and and blah 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 and I'm not I'm not here to um to challenge the economists or challenge anyone that's putting out fact-based information about that it's just that I know the universe the divine trumps the economy I know that magic is a consistent force that the magic available to us in the universe is not directly tied to the economy. I know this for a fact. I know this for a fact. So, you know, when we're doing our 100%, that is the point where we need to let go and allow the universe, the divine to step in. So um, I'll leave you with one more story where this is back during a time where I did not understand this, right? And this was back in the time where my mom was sick. Um, where she had cancer and we were regularly dealing with the medical system. And if you've dealt with the medical system in the United States, and I imagine in many places, you know, when someone's got a pretty significant illness or issue, unless they are, you know, they've got, they're coming to the table with a lot of internal resources, it really helps to have a, a patient advocate, to have someone else in your corner that's, you know, fighting for you. And for my mom, that was me. And, you know, she was of a generation where they just trusted, if a doctor told you something, you did not question them. And on top of it, you really didn't like to feel like you might've upset them. So being challenging was not something that was a skill of my mom's period, but inside the medical system where it was truly life or death for her, it was really hard for her to stand up to medical professionals. And it seemed that it just built and built and built for every fight I won it seemed like three more showed up in lots of different ways. And um, I won't go into details with it, but you know, it was in different departments and like one department not talking to the other in a doctor giving vague answers, promising answers by a certain time, those answers not showing up, giving really lame excuses why they weren't, not delivering test results, that kind of stuff. And there was a time where one of my family members took over handling my mom's doctor's appointments for a day so I could have a you know a day probably to focus on my business. I don't really remember. But I got a call from that person and they were in tears and they just said, you know, because the, there was a really important result that was coming that day. It was the result of my mom's lung biopsy. And um and she had lung cancer and it was what kind of cancer did she have? And we had been waiting like two weeks for this result. And this person was crying. My mom was crying. The doctor just didn't show up. He didn't show up at the office. And um, so I ran over there 
and I um, raced up the stairs and I, I like flew into the office and and it's a big office because it's a big you know hospital based office and they all knew me. We'd been going there for probably a year now, probably like six months by then. Would that be right? I don't know. I'm getting the timing wrong. In any case, they all knew me. <laughs> and one of the team members came out from behind the desk and she caught me right at the door. She just probably didn't want me, you know, yammering on in front of other people. And she was like, I'm so sorry. And she's like, I knew you'd be over and, and here's what we're doing. We've already contacted the head of the hospital. They're coming here. They will meet with you. We're demanding the doctor show up as a postscript to this. The doctor eventually lost his place in the hospital. And I later saw an article where he drove his car through a Taco Bell, <laughs> like through straight through the restaurant. So I'm guessing he had some issues. <laughs> I'm laughing because it was just such a just an interesting time. So I had very much this superhero complex at the time. And granted, everything kind of moved by the sheer force of my will, right? So there was a result. And I say that because for a lot of you, when you go past your 100%, when you keep pushing the boulder up the hill, there probably will be a result. You know, you may pound into your kid and, and then they end up, their, their SAT scores do pop up 200 points or, you know, they do get pull their grades up or they do start, you know, whatever, exceeding whatever expectation you have for them, but there is a repercussion. And so at the time, the repercussion was it, it really just over and over and over again, really depleted me at levels that required a significant amount of time to regroup from this significant, significant amount of time. And then years later, years later, that individual, that family member I was talking about ended up needing to advocate for themselves in a similar situation. And they struggled with it. And I'm tearing up right now because I took that lesson away from them. The divine had sent me an earth angel, someone else, to do a piece of the puzzle. But I was so afraid that no one could do it as well as I could that I didn't let them. And then later on, they could have really benefited from being left alone in that situation and having to figure out how to navigate the healthcare system when professionals, medical professionals don't show up for you and let you down. And if I let that person navigate that session, that particular situation at that time, they would have come to the table with their own situation with far more power and understanding of what they needed to do. And all around, it was hard to trust that everyone would be okay if I didn't do more than my 100%. And in fact, my mother would have been fine. I mean, it would have sucked her not getting those results that day if that had been the issue. But, you know, she would have gotten them within 24 hours or 48 hours. I... However, what I lost out in energy and soul juice and whatever else is 
you know, probably I couldn't document it or tell you exactly what it was, but I felt it and I did it over and over and over again. And I robbed myself of experiencing the fact that someone else could do this job with me and also what they could have benefited from if I had let them. And by the time my mom left this earth, a lot of that became super clear to me. And again, I talk a lot about that in Make Space for Magic. If you know, if you want to hear more about that story, just grab the book and you'll you'll hear those details. But what I can tell you is that now that I'm on the other side of this, and it's been probably since that particular memory, I'd say it's been 12 years since then. I've learned this really, really well. Life it just feels a lot safer. You know, it's not just that it's more magical and it's more easeful. It's often more joy-filled. It just feels safer because the longer you wait and push off facing this fear that the divine is not benevolent, that the divine will not take care of you and will not send you magic, the longer it's going to take you to get to the point where you find out the magic will show up for you. And when you start to allow the magic to show up for you and to fill in the cracks of the places you don't have the the energy or the resources to fill, all of a sudden trusting in that gets easier and easier. And the more you have that in your mind, the more your mind comes to understand and believe in it, the more grounded, the less scary, and the safer you will feel. And I think for the time that we're in right now, you know, for what we're walking through on this planet, we need more people feeling grounded and safe and holding the vibration of love in the context of everything is going on. So I certainly hope that you are already nailing this rule, that you are walking this earth knowing how to let go once you've done your 100%. But if you haven't, I hope that this helped you. You can get my book, Make Space for Magic, to dive into this deeper and learn all the rules in the receiving method to take you on this journey. And certainly, if you would like to be part of a community that we are talking about this stuff all the time, I'm coaching on it. We have coaching calls. We have weekly energetic readings where I give people the heads up about what's coming energetically and oracle cards from our spirit guides telling us how to navigate the week ahead, as well as a a laundry list of other benefits. If you would like to partake in that, that is my membership community, The Magic Lounge. I would love to have you join us. You can go to pattylynn.com forward slash magic lounge. So again, pattylynn.com forward slash make space for magic to get the book and pattylynn.com forward slash magic lounge to join us in The Magic Lounge and talk all things space for magic. I am wishing you so much love on this journey this week, in this lifetime. I send you love and joy and space for magic all around you. Just remember, once you do your 100%, let go and the magic will find you. Have a great week. Hey, thanks for listening. If you know someone who needs to hear this message, please share this episode with them. And if you're feeling really generous, I'd love for you to leave us a review at your favorite podcast app. It helps us reach many more people and it fills my heart with so much joy when I hear what you have to say about what I've shared. I'm cheering for your success. Have an amazing day. And don't forget, 
always create space for magic. This podcast is part of the Sound Advice FM network. Sound Advice FM, women's voices amplified.